0: Hotel California by the Eagles, a song that is a great uh, way to remind us that uh, sometimes it's all in our minds. 0614104107, <laughs> that's our WhatsApp number. This is uh, The Morning Bliss with me, Patricia. Our dynasty...
1: Africa must wake up the sleeping sons of Jacob for what tomorrow may bring May a better day come is the day we workings Can you tell me young ones who are we today yeah now.
0: So today being the fourth of um of um April 2023 marks uh, the day that Bubu uh, Masigela was born in, in the year 90 19- and he is um South Africa's a great musician he is uh, left us with a great legacy of music and he has made sure that he gets the tag, the father of South African jazz. We've got an audio, um, a message uh, from um, one of his family members, Nozibiane Masikela.
1: Um, Hugh Masikela is the son of Papa Thomas Masikela. And uh, we, the children grandchildren and the great grandchildren of uh, Thomas Selema Masikila. um, The brother of Thomas Masikila is Big Vai Mabusha Masikila, the grandchildren, the children, the great grandchildren and the children of Kenneth. We are saying, really, the 4th of April is so important to the family, and we miss our dear brother dearly. But because he left us such a beautiful heritage and such uh, wonderful memories, we say salute, salute you
0: our, our dynasty. dynasty that's a tribute to uh uh Ubab Huma-Sigela, who was born today in 1939 salute to him indeed Uh, the father of African jazz Uh, well it is our dynasty and uh, today we are speaking about uh, the African cultural revolution uh, returning to our roots do we return to our roots how do we return to who we are um, as Africans irregardless of your race because as Africans I believe we are melting pot of Absolutely every single race, whether you are in Africa or in the diaspora, as long as you've got the the, the soil of African heritage in you, um, because we believe that a person is dust to dust, ashes to ashes. So we, we were formed from the soil of this continent, then this is for us. How do we get back? Our guest this morning is Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu, who is a doctoral practitioner, research scientist, and a director of the independent Madisebu University Research Institute. Good morning. Togoza Togodel. Ah, Togoza Mako Sinijani. Ooh, so funny, so funny, so funny. And we want to get back to our roots, to our royalty as Africans. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm, yeah. how, uh, how how did we lose our way? Let me start there.
2: Yes, you know, uh, here in the land of Azania, South Africa, we lost our way on a Christmas day in 1497 with the advent of Vasco da Gama. That's when we began to lose our way. Then that's like more than 500, 500 years. Uh, you know, it's a very long time. And uh, getting back uh, to our way is what we want, and uh, is it's not an easy path, but uh, we have begun there because I'm sure wherever you are, you can feel the the the, the, um, the cultural, you know, revolution really happening on different formats, where people are claiming uh, themselves you know, who who they are. So, so yes, we are, we are making a, a comeback in that particular way. You
0: know? Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to know, how are we making this comeback? 0614104107. Join in on the conversation, A-Tima. We are talking about going back to our roots. I'm joined in studio by filmmaker Sile Sopé, who's documenting her own Lobola journey. Sope turns the camera on herself as she unpacks the notion of bride price in Lobola, it is such a contested space. Why can't two families come together without money exchanging hands? <laughs> I would just accept you so that you can
1: pay a musical bride <laughs> <laughs> or a rest
0: yeah. in a price tag. <laughs> no. Catch Lobola, a true bride's price, Monday 27 March and 3rd of April at 9.30pm on SCBC1. Zanzi, for sure. Our, Our dynasty. dynasty. Let's continue with our conversation with Dr. Zulu Matabu Zulu, um, talking about the African Cultural Revolution, going back to our roots. So, um, um, you say it happened that we lost our way, but now we are coming back, Doctor. Yeah. With us coming back, is it everyone who identifies as African, irregardless of race, culture, language, Geographical location that is now coming back to the roots?
2: Yes, particularly here we are talking about the African descendants in the motherland of Africa and also the African descendants in the diaspora. By the way, uh, according to the constitution of the African Union, the diaspora is constitutionally and legally. Part of Africa is actually the sixth region. You see, you have the north, uh, the south, the east, the west, and Central Africa. These are five regions that are on the continent, and the sixth region is the diaspora. So they are part of this uh, cultural uh, resurgence. This coming back uh, to our our roots. And and that's extremely uh, important uh, because you know uh, making a comeback is not easy because you know everything is kind of against us you know <laughs> the way uh, we are socialized uh, you know we are, for example you see the the main tool of colonial conquest is the Christian uh, religion, what I call the ECC, Euro-Christian Colonialism, and the DAC, which is divide and conquer. These are powerful uh, tools. And maybe to put things in perspective, um, if you look at other countries, uh, and the story that I always uh, comes to mind is the story of Japan, where the Portuguese arrived in the 1500s, and uh, the Japanese emperor, when he saw them, uh, he he got interested in the in the rifle that the Japanese were, were sorry that the Portuguese were carrying, and then uh, and then he bought that. And then when they tried to interest him in the Bible, he said no, he was not interested in that. And then the the Portuguese said okay, they would like to stay in Japan. He said no, you can't stay in Japan. They insisted. He said no. If you stay here, we have to kill you. So you must leave, and the and the, and the Portuguese left and Japan was never colonized, right? But um, uh, if you look at us here on the African continent, uh, and, and, and maybe an excellent example is going to be a uh, kingdom of Congo. A uh, kingdom of Congo is was a very powerful uh, kingdom in the sense that uh, it was protected by it was occupying a defensive uh, geography so for example on the uh, on the western side it was protected by the Atlantic Ocean on the northern side protected by the mighty Congo River and mountains and other rivers so it was a, a, a kingdom that was not easy to invade but with the Portuguese arrived there around 1483 and they got stuck in the uh, in the Congo River. And then uh, people came there, and then they, they asked to be introduced to the, um, uh, to the royal palace. Because you see, the Portuguese and other colonizers were instructed when they left Europe that when you arrive in a new country, you must make sure you get introduced to the royal palace, royal families. And the objective is to convert them, royal families, to Christianity, because that would facilitate the process of colonial conquest and that's what happened in the kingdom of congo they became uh, introduced to the uh, mani congo mani congo being uh, the king of uh, of congo and, and and check this out uh, you know the word congo has a, a profound meaning the word congo means the iron ore and then the king the the, the, the king of congo kingdom was called mani congo meaning the king, a metallurgist, because the kingdom of Congo was a technological uh, a kingdom. It was a technological revolution uh, where they were, where, which was led by people who were metallurgists. These are people who fashioned iron ore into metals, into weapons and stuff like that. You know. Uh, we have similar uh, people in the in the in the kingdom of uh, King Shaga, and these were called Mbonambi, Mbonambi led by uh, King Ngonyama. These were also metallurgists. All the weapons of Zululand, like spears and so forth, were created by the Mbonambis. You see that? Except that in Congo, this was on a bigger scale. So it was a very powerful technological kingdom. So they were not conquered militarily uh, by the Portuguese. Uh, they were caught by the Bible, the religion. They became converted, and then a lot of Congolese were taken to uh, Europe, uh, to Portugal. Uh, you know where they were converted, brainwashed, and when they came back, they started seeing others uh, in Congo as savages. So that's how we, we lost our way, and and so now uh, we are trying to make a comeback, and basically. It is possible to make a comeback because I'm going to make a point that, uh, you know, when the cultural revolution rises, uh, it's going to rise like a tide. And when the tide rises, all boats rise. So everybody will benefit from this.
0: So the tide needs to rise. That's where we are right now. Things need to Absolutely. come to a change. What steps should we be taking um, as Africans and the diaspora to make the tide rise? Because remember, in going back to our roots, is also going to um, uh, uh, touch on the way we have become so metropolitan in our thinking, so yeah. global in our thinking. There's politics, economic issues. So w- what would it take for us to go back?
2: Okay, so um, what we're going to need to do, uh, we're going to need to remember where we come from, and that's not going to be easy uh, because a lot of uh, black kids are born in Christian families, and these Christian families, they look down upon the cultural roots. So that's not going to be easy, and that means that there will actually be division within the families, and these divisions are very uh, painful. But uh, I think uh, we can look at other parts of the world and draw inspiration. And here I'm thinking about the Cultural Revolution that took place in China in 1966. You see, uh, China was occupied by Japan. Japan was a very powerful uh, empire. And then uh, in 1949, uh, China under Mao Zedong and other leaders like uh, Deng Xiaoping, Zhu and Lai, they were able to win their political uh, independence in 1949. And then in 1966, they engaged on the second revolution, which they called the Cultural Revolution, which also is known as the Great Leap Forward. And, and there was uh, uh, actually an ideological split between China and the Soviet Union at the time because uh, the Soviet Union is the one that financed the Chinese Communist Party in the struggle, you know, for independence. And so the Soviets were saying that, uh, you know, you got your independence in 1949. The next uh, progression is supposed to be an economic revolution, not cultural revolution. But Mao Zedong and others, they said that, no, if Chinese people can be inspired by their culture, their language, uh, you know, their philosophers, their writing systems, and their ancestors, China would become the greatest nation on the planet, and today is the case. So there's something to be said about the Cultural Revolution. And when I was growing up, I remember that um, there are African leaders who actually embarked on that initiative, and for example, Ma, uh, Samora Machel in Mozambique embarked on what was known as re-education camps, and this was also done uh, in Angola under Dos Santos. So, re-education camps was some form of cultural revolution, and it was supposed to shake off the colonial uh, mindset supposed to decolonize the mind. Unfortunately, uh, the uh, the forces of reaction in the form of America, even the apartheid government, destabilized these countries. And so really, uh, there was never a success of this cultural uh, revolution that was supposed to, to take place. But of course, here we are, 2023. We have embarked on that. And a lot of people are slowly uh, seeing the light, and they want to become Africans again. And that also includes uh, the people in the diaspora, the Africans in the diaspora, who are born there. And, uh, and basically, uh, there's an article I've just written. It's called uh, The Essence of the Realm. And if you, you read us, Google that, they'll find that article on my blog, Zulumatabo.com. And in that article, I do make a point about the importance of cultural revolution. And basically, uh, you see, there is uh, the cultural knowledge that we must acquire, extremely important. And another one is the language, the indigenous language. These are the tools that will help us to restore our mind, to decolonize.
0: Our mind. Very, very critical. Makosi. Makosi, let us close on that note, uh, the tools that will help us empower our minds. Uh, thank you very much for opening up our minds and our eyes and our ears to how we can go back to our roots as uh, the children of the diaspora. Makosi, thank you. Thank you